Boss is here. Military parents never miss a beat, and neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family. With more than 40 years of service to military families, TRICARE Prime Benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at warriorsathome.com. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the hodgepodge of nothingness, the NS9. I'm sorry, the hodgepod of nothingness. The NS9 hodgepod, yes. Uh, The NS9 postgame show on Pittsburgh Baseball Now. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Jim Rosati. Jim, we got the sixth Pirates game lost in a row, baby. On fire. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Thank you, Marshawn. Because uh, it's been what? It's been over a week since you've done a post game, right? You've just weaseled your way out of all these losses. No, that's not right. Oh, yeah, it has been. Never mind. Yeah, it's been a week. It's been a week. About a week ago. Yeah, so thanks, Jim. So this, like I said, was your punishment. Uh, you were going to have to do it tonight alone, but I'm just so nice. I showed up for you to watch this pleasant game as well, which it didn't start off well at all started off terrible <clears throat> it did get better as the game went on the um the pirates bullpen really kind of stepped up and at least kept them in it sort of so it was a better game than i thought it was going to be at the end of the second inning for sure yeah. and let's put it this way too you mentioned the pirates bullpen pirates bullpen actually featuring zach thompson and i it wasn't totally pretty with him, especially that first inning out. But you're talking the bullpen. Big part of it was Zach Thompson. He did pitch five innings, just one earned run. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a big part, actually, of holding down that Phillies offense. Yeah, I mean, he came in. The second inning did not look good. Uh, he wasn't really helped out, you know, defensively either. But uh, Perfect no, timing, I, Dave. No. <laughs> the defense I, was terrible tonight. Yeah, after that second inning, though, he really he, – he threw up four straight zeros. Um, and while that was happening, the Pirates got within two runs. Yes. So he did his job. He did a good job. He did his job. Um, the offense – they – it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. I, I, I'll, I'll say that. I mean, home runs was the big thing for the Pirates tonight. Ironically, it's not like they strung together a ton of hits, but they had some timely hits. They had some home runs. Uh, what are three tonight? Brian Reynolds, Castro, and Gamble each had a home run. Um, they lost, they scored four, right? They lost seven to four today. So, I mean, the home runs was a big part of it. Um, so I mean, it was there, but only seven hits in total. Uh, one walk, which by the way, O'Neill Cruz had the walk, yeah. Cruz also, I think, had the hardest hit ball of the game. So shocking. And I think, as you put it, up until that point, the farthest hit, which was his bat <laughs> launching into the stands. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, he he launched one over the netting into the stands. I mean, it's just he's a man of the people. He's he's giving giving fans souvenirs. That that fan ended up trading that for another bat from O'Neill Cruz. Plus, Mickey Morandini randomly was sitting right behind the girl and got her a signed Bryce Harper bat. Oh wow. Yeah. So all this O'Neill Cruz. So he's just making he's he's making stuff happen. Man of the people. How can you hate him? How can you? I mean, not a team player. This guy's a fan favorite. He's look what he's doing for the kids. He's here. He's here for the children. He's helped grow in the game. He's he's everything that you would dream of. (laughs) 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 No, but for real. Um I will say this though with Cruz, like, and, and <clears throat> like the walk today, like, I mean, the Phillies clearly, I don't think, wanted any part of them in that no. two run game, run around second. Um, the strikeout, you know, it was against the lefty, which he struggled against. And, and I kind of brought it up at the end of the game there. I just wish this team would stop batting him eighth or ninth or whatever, because like another game going by, because this offense is so anemic, if you bat him eighth, he's only getting three plate appearances and like the guy needs to be getting as many plate appearances as possible right now. Batting him eighth doesn't accomplish that. So that was, kind of yeah, there was a lot of talk about O'Neill Cruz today. I know we were a part of it, yeah. but there is every day, but again, like it just goes to the point you can like two things can be true. He is a very exciting. There's things that he just simply does that nobody can do. And at the same Clearly time, very he is struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Both can be true. Like it, you can say, all right, O'Neill Cruz isn't living up to his potential right now. And at the same time, see what he's doing and say, holy shit, this guy has some talent to him that is special. Um, there's something here, right? Like those two things can be true. Um, so the fact that there's even a handful of people and it's just, you know, loud handful of people. I think it's the minority, but you know, there's there's a handful of people out there who who like have like given up on O'Neill Cruz. Dude's, dude's twenty three. He's played fifty games in the majors. Like it's been two hundred play appearances. What are what are we doing? Like <laughs> you know his struggles. He knows his struggles. The Pirates know his struggles. Now, I you know, I think we all can agree. Maybe we are not confident that the Pirates can identify and improve on the struggles, but they know his struggles. Mm-hmm. And they're not really going to get better until he develops. And you know, like you're saying, like that's why you want to get more at bats. That's yeah. why it's not so much like he's earned and deserved the right to bat top four in the lineup. You know, what I mean, like his numbers kind of support he's probably the bottom half of the order. But of course, with the Pirates lineup, everyone's a bottom half of the order guy as yeah. well. So with that said, well, like in today's lineup, for example, he had the fourth. He had the fourth best slugging percentage on the team today. Um, right, but as far as like OBP wise, he was he's ninth. So, so like what I'm getting at, like right when you're batting under 200, that doesn't scream like you should be a cleanup hitter. But this Pirates offense is terrible. And on the same side, for his development, you want to get more at bats, right? That's kind of why and I'm with that. So one thing I want to say is you know like he did struggle as a lefty tonight. I know he when he sits right, he doesn't sit often. Like I still give a little bit of props. He doesn't sit too too much. When he does, it's always a lefty though. Yeah, I wish maybe it wasn't as much. Um, but a lefty was starting tonight. 
Ready came at the end of the game, and I did text that. I'm just going to say I, I did text it. It didn't happen. Did. But the ready yeah. came in, and I was like, Pirates are going to win. And, it, again, it didn't quite come true. But, hey, that's when the crew's got that walk we talked about. And that's what you're getting at. Like, and Gamble. Even homework. though it, that was one Gamble homework, homework yeah. right. But what I was getting at is what you're talking about, even though it was a righty. You know, this is a big situation where a lot of times the other team puts in that lefty. But even though it was a righty, they clearly pitched around Cruz. Like you're saying, like Cruz presents that one factor in this lineup and every team focuses on that. So as much trash you want to talk on Ono Cruz and how much he's struggling, every other team, I'm not going to say fears him, but he's their concern. Teams pitch more carefully to O'Neill Cruz than anybody else in this Pirates lineup. And that's a fact. That's probably the way to put it. Like they are more careful with him than any other than any other player in this lineup. Correct. Just because of the damage that he is capable of 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 making. Like so he hasn't really shown he can do it on a consistent basis, but he has shown that he can do it. Um, and, and really, no one else has. There's no one else out there in the lineup that really scares pitchers and we can all like Brian Reynolds is a professional hitter, right? Like he's, he's good, but like, does Brian Reynolds strike fear in the pitchers? I don't know. I don't know if he does. That's a good way of putting it, I guess. I mean, he's, he's skilled. He's a good player. Yeah. He's a good player. Like, but like I mean, there is just something about O'Neill yeah, and like at the same sense too. That O'Neill stare down, I, 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 again, like I know a lot of people hate it. They think always oh, cocky, not that might lead to whatever. I love it. I love it. I mean, when this guy, like when it does click for him, and I hope it does. I'm not here saying it will. I hope it does. I still believe in it. But like, if he can come to that potential, holy hell! I mean, he's just a massive human being. Yeah. He goes up there and just, I mean, let's talk about the Soto shuffle. I mean, that was a whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's nothing. Like, this guy's staring you down when he's six foot seven. I mean, as a pitcher, that's kind of intimidating. And if he's going to start hitting 122 mile an hour pitches or 122 mile exit velocities as into home runs often, like Aaron Judge esque, you know, like this guy can be a monster. Um, so that's why, again, he's exciting. He is struggling, but this is part of the development. This is why you want to see him up here still. Yep. Um, and, and here's my thing too. Like he is struggling. Like there's no doubt about it, (laughs) but like if you still take everything that he's doing and you like spread it out over the course of a season, he's a 30 home run shortstop. Like that's if he doesn't get better. That's if he like stays the exact same player, like strike out a ton and not hit for average, but he's going to be a shortstop that gets you 30 home runs a year. And the pirates have, literally never had that in their history i mean not many teams really have up until like the past yeah decade probably either but yes the pirates have certainly been behind the curve on that i'm actually curious i need to look it up and maybe i can get somebody to do it for me because it might require a little bit of work but um i wonder what the record pirates record for home runs by a shortstop is in a season because like you look back like all the shortstops in this team's history. And there's been some good ones, right? If you guess we've got two hall of fame shortstops on this team, but that was also, you know, dead ball era type guys. Um, yeah. Like who I'm trying to think like who would have the most home runs as a, in a season. 
in a season? That's that's a good question. Like I, I'm fearful like somehow Jordy Mercer's up there. But I'll tell you this. I think if if it's less than if it's less than twenty, Cruz could break it this year. <laughs> like it's possible. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm looking here like like Dick wrote never hit more than seven. <laughs> um, if we're going Arky Vaughn, you know, he I don't know if he how many he had. Arky Vaughn hit 19 one year. So that's probably the number. Ooh. It's probably the number. I can't think of any 20. Okay. Uh, again, I'm looking like Jordy Mercer was 14. That, yeah. That's what came to my mind. <laughs> and like Jay Bell didn't really start hitting for power until after he left. Yeah. Jay Bell hit 13. Um, he, this he, would be he, a very good exercise. He hit 16 in 1991. But yeah, I think that I bet that 19 by Arky Vaughn is the number. I couldn't imagine it being anyone else. I can't either. Interesting. Hey, there's something to keep an eye out. Again, just kind of for fun. It's one that O'Neill Cruz is fun. He's not yeah. really performing, but he's exciting. And that could be something that's kind of cool. Hey, like he's having a terrible season. He got caught up late into the season and he ends up breaking the shortstop record. <laughs> So something to keep an eye. I guess we will have the definitive answer. That's something I want to make sure we do too. Yeah, I, I bet it's on it but but we'll yeah we'll get a right answer there. Cool, cool, cool. But yeah, that's a, that's um, a look. He could he could be the Pirates' all time single season shortstop home run leader by the end of the year. Like it. So we'll move on from O'Neill Cruz. No, but that said. So Tyler, Tyler's not on as well. He's had a little break here. Tyler's got a PS5 finally. Um, Tyler finally gets want, a he, PS5, like two years after everybody else. And he, he wants me to hurry up so we can play Fortnite. He's skipping <laughs> work. He's staying up late. Like the dude, he's obsessed. He's a whole new person. Yeah, like, I'm telling you, like he's he's got like jugs of Mountain Dew on his table now. You know, he's like a 13 year old boy. But um, but enough cruise. I, I think you know. I want to talk about Rodolfo Castro a little bit. I do too. You know, let's let's do um, it. I, I think, uh, God, I mean, the home run he hit today was was nice, uh, and then he laced another one, and then and you know for a second end of the game, he's just ever since his call up, he's been <laughs> really performing. So on uh, Thursday, I I tweeted out like since his cell phone dropped out of his pocket sitting <laughs> yes 326 360 587 and so that number has only gone up now after today um yeah. but uh two for four today two for four with with home home. yeah yep i don't know i i you were you're still thinking like are you still thinking utility player are you thinking hey but there might be something here <laughs> i'm still I'm on the fence. I feel safe with utility player. And I guess where I'm at, and like today's not a good example of it, but where I'm at is he has some defensive flexibility. Yeah, like he has see. played third. His defense. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Today's not a great example because that's also what I want to talk about him. Yeah. For everything we say about Cruz, how exciting he is, but he's not performing. I don't want to say Casho's exciting, 
I feel like I don't know what the word is for him. He's he's always involved though, and it's it's yeah. not always good. It's not always bad. Yep. It's just the guy is noticeable, and that's the thing. Like like if you're an offensive lineman, you don't ever want to be noticed, right? And that's yeah. why he's noticed too. But he's also noticed because he's a star quarterback, and he goes for 400 yards and five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You know, like Rodolfo Castro is interesting. He might yeah. be the most interesting pirate <laughs> in the world. <laughs> He really because, <laughs> like in this game, just embodies it. The first, the very first inning, you're like, WTF, Rodolfo very Castro, first, very first uh, batter. Yes. <laughs> Which I think some of that was Newman's fault. Like Newman cut in front of him. I think I Castro do. may have. Like if, if Newman wasn't there, Castro would have charged that ball more. And I think, you know, what it may have been a different outcome. Um, so I'm not going to blame Castro entirely for that. Like it's obviously a play that should have been made, but it's, I don't know if it's entirely his fault. The other play though, where the second and third play and then the infield was in and he fielded the backhand and they got mm-hmm. nothing out of it. Like mm-hmm. that's the play you have to get at least one out, out of that play. And and they didn't because he kind of just got the ball and then he stood there just kind of froze. Uh, so I just want to put something out. Like, yes, Castro takes the blunt of it. But going back to the first one, like you said, I, it was like Newman like went in front of the ball, the grounder to begin with, and then it went past him, and then Castro got it. And then Newman just kind of carried his momentum and like went into the throwing lane, I felt like, with Castro. And that's mm-hmm. why maybe Castro had to throw it awkwardly, yeah. you know, or just wasn't quite sure, and it was off. So like there was a little bit of miscommunication or just – just weirdness in that play with him and Newman. And then I felt like the next one as well. What's your opinion on that second one? Like, I felt like that was Newman's ball and Casho just went and got it. And then Newman was like, well, now I got to go to second. And yeah. no one was there. I'm to like, the, the shift was maybe it was like, it, like the shift was on. It was kind of in between. Mm-hmm. And they, I think they both were just kind of going for it. And Casho was in front of Newman. So like he got to it and Newman was thinking he was getting it. Yeah. And then they're both like, well, now what? Well, like once Castro fielded the ball, saw that the runner wasn't going home, and I think it was uh, was it Hoskins? Hoskins was on second. Um, once he yes. sees yeah. Hoskins like halfway between second and third, you gotta just run at Reese Hoskins, like just run at him. And you know if that if you do that, it's gonna spark either one or two things. Hoskins is just gonna stand there and he's gonna get out, or he's gonna run to third, which is gonna then cause Schwarber to head home and so you get an out regardless you know whether it be Schwarber or Hoskins right um, yep. but instead he kind of just stood there let Hoskins get back to the bag didn't throw the ball the first and then that just that that kind of opened the gates even more for that that uh that four run inning so not a great dis- it was I think it was just decision making like he, he made the play he just didn't know what to do with it after he got the ball so right um, and so, like, that's just part of the mystique of Adolfo Castro because I just feel like there, there's a list. It's not as if, like, he's had, like, a one or two bad stretch of games. I, I mean, this happens time and time again. But at the same time, again, like, going back to, like, the Dumb and Dumber quote, right, and then you totally redeem yourself. Well, that's, like, Rodolfo Castro's, I feel like, story. Like, he does some pretty boneheaded plays. Mm-hmm. Right there, there's definitely some errors or some carelessness, whatever you may. 
and then he does some amazing things like bat 330, you know, like it's all the home runs, and he comes out here and has a big home run in a big time. And you're like, Rodolfo Castro, like he's what is he? I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean the the guy clearly like I said he clearly has power. You know, we're at 220-ish career plate appearances now. He's got nine home runs. So especially versus lefties. Yeah. And, and I mean, so so you're looking at another middle infield guy with 25-ish homer potential, you know, over a course of a of an entire season. And again, he's only 23 years old. He's a switch hitter. The the athleticism and the tools are off the chart, right? Like you can they tell are. like when he throws the ball. Like when he's turning two, he's got a cannon, first off. He's he's fast, power, like he doesn't really swing and miss often. He gets on he's got a semi decent walk rate. Like I really like what I see from him, minus like the mistakes, right? Um, I mean, minus if, if you take away the mistakes, like he's been really impressive, I think. Uh, but the mistakes definitely hurt him a little bit. But uh no, I, I mean I'm interested in seeing a lot more of them. I really, really just I mean, I, I really want to see just a Cruz Castro middle infield because just between the two of them, they're so athletic. They're, they can do so many things out there. And I, I, I think, I mean, you could, and I posted it today, like if Cruz was the shortstop today instead of Newman, mm-hmm. does Cruz actually get to that ball that Newman didn't get to in the first inning and make the play? Right. Cruz get to the ball before Castro does. And that's well, the second and third situation isn't even a thing then at that point. Right. And then uh, Newman made an error later in the game. So there's all these things that, that happen. And it's like, you know, if, if Cruz would have been a shortstop, Pirates might've won. <laughs> it's a fair assessment to make. It's fair. We don't know, but I mean, one thing you, I guess you really could point out is not that Cruz and Newman have played a lot. Right. But how often has Newman and Rodolfo played middle infield together? Right. So, and that's what it really looked like. It just looked like as if they just weren't in sync at all was the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. And had Cruz and Newman been playing short and second, maybe they would have been more in sync, right? Maybe that first out we're talking about, Newman doesn't jump in front or Cruz can make it. The one with Adolfo Castro, maybe it just all works out. Um, and then there's a Pirates victory today. It's very possible, but that's not the case. And, and again, like going to Castro, I guess if you want to like take a step back, and just look at it, right? We're saying how he has all the tools, and he certainly does. And like you talked about being utility or like a second baseman. I mean, I would love for him to reach that full potential because like you're saying, and I know when Tyler was on, we talked about it because it was the one game when he did turn the double play. And like I told Tyler, I was like, I did a double shake. I was like, was that Cruz or was that Castro? Because that ball zipped, <laughs> you know? And like you said, you're, like, you're seeing the tools kind of really come alive, I feel like, this time around too. But you already have Hayes, who, and tonight we saw another special play. He's just a monster at third. He's so good defensively. Cruz, we understand, has the throwing issues, but that glove plays. And if Castro takes away the mental issues, the athleticism of the glove and the arm plays, you're looking at like this can, this can be a very productive, and not just productive, but also, again, exciting middle or just infield in general. Once we find some first baseman, hopefully. <laughs> and then right, and they're, they're all young and they'll be here a long time too. So that's right. 
that's that's what's exciting about it is yeah i mean i think you gotta you gotta see more of castro because like in my opinion right now like if if we were to just go in the next year like castro is probably my starting second baseman going in the next year i mean what that's what someone asked me that today on the the ama i posted yeah yeah. And like I just still have this gut but as of right it's now, Newman. Yeah, but I wouldn't hate that because Castro would be part of the future. Newman really isn't. And are they going to go that route next year or not? I don't know. I think a lot of it's going to be on Castro also as well. Maybe yeah. how it finishes the season, uh, his in the spring, obviously. But like I'm with you. I would love for Castro to do it. I'm just I'm not sure if I'm ready to go there. But in the same sense, what I want to say is like we see the tools. That's like that stuff is there. He's born with it. It's natural. The mental stuff you hope you can clean up, right? Maybe yeah. like he's just a young kid who's going a hundred miles an hour. This is all fast to him. Maybe this is stuff that kind of you can clean up with some good coaching experience, of course, right? That's what I'm hopeful for. Also, like we're seeing a lot of these mistakes, and hopefully it cleans up a bit. But that's the positive of it. Like that's something you yeah. you kind of can't. You can't you can't teach someone to hit a ball 122 miles an hour, right? You can't teach someone to throw it 98 miles an hour. He has some of that skill set, not to the cruise level, but like he has some of that skill set. That's awesome. This other stuff, hopefully, you can coach up. Yeah, and Ty, I mean Tyler kind of keeps calling him, you know, Rugnet Odor, Rugnet Odor, um, but like. <laughs> Odor had, had three 30 home run seasons, you know, like yeah, and yeah. it's in his prime. So I'll take that. Imagine 60 home runs for your middle infield. Right. Like, yeah, if you got a 30 homer for the Pirates or second baseman, like I will take that all day. Yeah. That would be something. Yeah. But yes, so again, the story of Castro. <laughs> um what else do we want to talk about today? Well, I guess if we t- let's keep it with Newman. I mean, Newman had some offense again. Like he has, and again, that's why I'm saying with Newman, like you pointed out, who is this Kevin Newman now? I'm, I'm kind of on board with it again. Like you said something about Newman. Yes, you did. You talked about. No, yeah, you did. No, I definitely did. Yes. Was it Tyler? No, I think I, I was. I was talking about Castro. I wasn't talking about Newman. No, you. This I think was before the deadline. You were talking about keeping him around. Oh, maybe I was joking about it. No. Oh, like how you were joking about Marcano being good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, so it's easy to say now about it. But no, again, Kevin Newman is still performing. Like he's still getting hits. It's not as if he's great, but also with, with this Pirates lineup, he's been great compared to compared He's a to the rest of the league baseball player but well hey that's a very big improvement right now but like that's what i'm getting at like he is producing i just i don't know what's going to happen with him i mean i think all of us are writing him off and at this point in time it's like especially the way the middle, middle infield's looking yeah i just kind of feel like he's he's still like they're going to tender him a contract and he's going to be part of this team again next year I think my thing though is like he's probably slated to make about three million dollars next year, and you can get the exact same production he's giving you for less than that.
that could be fair. You know, I mean, that, that's really kind of what I'm looking at. I mean, G1 Bay would cost Pirates $750,000 next year. Do you think he could put up 0.7 war over the course of a year? <laughs> yes, I do. Actually, yeah. right now I do. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where you got to go at it. I mean, again, it's not my money. Like if it, if it wasn't – Kevin Newman absolutely deserves a major league roster spot somewhere. Like if you're the Pirates, you can find the exact level of production, maybe more, you know, more upside at least for less. Right. Um. That's fair enough. And I guess like something to this offseason is going to be not exciting for the fact of a lot of free agent signings, I'm assuming, but I feel like it's going, maybe exciting is not the word too. There's going to be a lot of action. And I feel there's going to be a lot of action because there is so many 40 man decisions. This team's got to make, like there's got to be trades and who knows who's going to be part of a trade or whatever. Um, So like, that's going to be part of it also, I guess. And that might decide like if Newman's on the team or not too. But anyways, yeah. Newman does go two for four today. Still kind of collecting some hits here. So kudos to him. Um, and as mentioned, Reynolds did have a big home run today as well. Um, still kind of have a nice August. Yeah. I mean, like I said, but Brian Reynolds has – he had been slumping pretty good this week. But mm-hmm. hopefully this kind of snaps him out of it a little bit. I mean, he's, he's clearly been the best, most productive player on the team so far this year. Continues to do that. Um, you know, I you kind of want to see more out of him, but he's doing just fine. I have no complaints about Brian Reynolds. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm sure someone out there does, but yeah, I'm there's sure no reason to there's no reason to complain about Brian Reynolds. Someone's going to complain about his 254 batting average. There it is. Yep. Um, what else do we want to talk about today? I mean, do we want to? Uh, I, I feel like we totally just sidestepped it, but let's get to the Bryce Wilson. So actual, we never mentioned like, Bryce Wilson's name. I don't think start. No, it's not really worth mentioning. But I will say this: like you look at the box score, when any pitched, four runs, three earned. Right. When you watched him pitch, it wasn't good. It's it's pretty much what he is. But he had a he had no no support defensively, you know? So like, I want to at least set that straight. Like I'm not blaming the first start or the start of this game, right? The first thing like on Bryce Wilson, it, it wasn't pretty. He was giving up hard hits, but a ton of errors. I mean, he could have been out of that inning quite easily with no runs. Yes. I, I will say that like he didn't probably deserve to give up four runs. Right. But at the same time, he didn't really help himself. Like there were multiple, like that that at bat to Alec Bohm, or no, the Reese Hoskins at bat maybe is what it was. Yeah, it was that second at bat of the game, and I think Hoskins he threw like ten or eleven or twelve pitches to Reese Hoskins, or maybe it was Bohm. I can't remember. It was Hoskins or Bohm, but you know he had him at two strikes for maybe eight or nine pitches. And he just couldn't find a way to put him away. Um, and that's, I, so, I just feel like that's his issue. Right. Always going to be his issue. So like whenever you have, when your stuff isn't good enough to get hitters out, 
stuff just tends to happen, right? Like, like this, this team isn't that great defensively, minus the third baseman. So when balls are being put in play, they're being converted to guys on base um, because this team isn't strong defensively. So if you're not able to put away hitters like he hasn't been able to and he wasn't able to in the first inning tonight, you're opening yourself up to uh, mistakes. Which right. Is, so I'm not going to put like the whole blame on him because, yeah, like there, there were – there were two plays. One wasn't even rolled in error, right? So it still counts as earned runs and all that. There were two plays that inning that should have resulted in outs that didn't. Um, There's two plays that could have and should have resulted in three outs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's, uh, like I said, not all the blame put on his shoulders, but at the same time, when you don't have put away stuff, stuff like that happens. That's probably the best and fairest way to put it. Because that, that's exactly what it was. Like, I feel like probably a lot of people are going to look at this game and say, well, Bryce Wilson's, Wilson's terrible. He lost the game. And he's not good. But it wasn't like this game you can't put on him. A lot of it was really on the defense. But with that being said, he just this is what you're going to get out of him. And this is why I – so maybe ask, I'm going to ask you this question since I talked about it with Tyler. And they both appeared in this game. If you were to have to choose one person between – Bryce Wilson and Zach Thompson, right? <laughs> right at this point of the pirate season. Like, yeah. Which one are you choosing? I'm, I'm choosing Zach Thompson just because he's actually shown some sort of success in the major leagues and Wilson hasn't. Like Thompson actually has shown some sort of major league sustained success. So not, not sustained very long. <laughs> But, like, it's been there before. Whereas Bryce Wilson really at no point in his major league career has ever shown. Hey, come on now. Can we talk about that Braves, the playoffs that he was pitching in as a young kid? Yeah. <laughs> he pitched in a playoff game. Like, that's like his, that's like his thing. Like, he was that really, is his, um, that's his moment of fame. In a playoff. <laughs> um, and, like, he had a – and, okay, how about – he had a good July. <laughs> okay. I'm still torn. I'm still torn. And like the thing is, Zach Thompson isn't good. No. But he no, does have some swing and miss to his game. And like even tonight, I think it was at nine swing and misses on his curveball, I think. Like his curveball is looking pretty good. Um but way too inconsistent. And I just feel like again, you're talking about Bryce Wilson, and I know he didn't have his stuff, but like if he had a defense behind him, he's probably out of that first inning. Like I just feel like he's not a good pitcher, but he again he's he's un, of course tonight was just one inning, but like he's not walking anybody. Like, the balls are being put in play, and that's like what you're gonna get out of him. Like game, like you will have games like this because bad defense hits are coming, or whatever. Yeah. But I feel more often or not, the damage will be limited. Like he'll go out there for his five and have three or four earned runs. And again, like with a game with a team that has a good offense, you can get by with that. Where Zach Thompson, I just feel like is going to not consistently i don't know they're they're just different pitchers but both bad and tonight they featured in the same game so now we can talk about them both for a reason <laughs> yeah i mean they're 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 both bad pitchers right um i mean there's there's no way around it um i don't think either of them are on a major league team outside of maybe four four or five teams in the majors tops 
Yeah. Other okay. other than that, you're probably not. You're in AAA. Um, yeah, I mean, neither are good. They should not pencil either of these guys into next year's rotation. I'm with you. I feel like let them compete. For, one like, of them will. Like let them. Oh, um, I see. What you're like, like let them be in the mix, but in no way should the Pirates be going into next year thinking either of these two guys should be in the rotation. That's fair. I I agree with that, and that's fair. I feel like one of them will be, but what you're saying is none of them should be sitting there feeling comfortable that I'm in it. That's that's a good point to make. Yeah. All right. Well, um, other than that, there wasn't too much. I don't know. Anything else that you want to point out? Um, Allen over two with a bunt. I'm actually really happy that you know it was like Bryce. Har- it was a, it, it was some national attention on today's game. You know Bryce Harper's first game back. He'd been out for two months, and uh, I really, really thought the Pirates were going to give Bryce Harper the you know that that moment in the first inning with the grand slam. Oh God! He only yeah. got a single, so <laughs> I was fully expecting a grand slam, and uh, yeah, it hit off the wall though, didn't it? No, it was just a grounder through the infield. You're right. You're right. I'm thinking of another one. So. There was one. I think I went to gamble. Like I thought it was gone, but it ended up bouncing off the the wall. Yeah, that was uh, that? Schwarber. Okay. Yes, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Because that I think would have been his second. Yeah. Well, not I guess home run, but his second big hit. Um. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, it was it was Harper's return. So I guess there was that. There was John Cruck calling the Pirates a college team. Yeah, yeah. So that's three series in a row now. Yes. But the Pirates have been ridiculed by an opposing announcer. So we had the Dennis Eckersley hodgepodge of nothingness. We had Peter Moylan, who you know, me and him got a little Twitter spat two days ago. Yeah, which we made up there. the way. Me and Peter Moylan, we made up. We're cool now. It's good. I'm glad you guys are friends again. But <laughs> hate to see that relationship deteriorate. That was a weird night. Like I was, I was. Every ex MLB pitcher was like interventions. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So, yeah, he said what before the before MLB expands, they should think about putting a major league team in Pittsburgh, right? Mm. And then now you have the the Pirates are a college team. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Which honestly. They kind of looked like one at the beginning there. Yeah. No, I'm going to say like, all, all of them that have pointed that ridicule is well-deserved. I mean, the yeah. Pirates have done nothing but earned what has been said to them. Yes. But I'm not saying I wasn't really rooting hard, especially as they're starting to come back, that the Pirates didn't win because, oh, man, oh, man. Could you imagine a college team beating the Phillies and seeing the Pirates' Twitter and the memes? <laughs> man, I was hoping that happened, but it yeah. didn't, unfortunately yeah that would have been good there would have been there would have been some good memes under the final score if that oh yes yeah oh yes so but that did not happen so yeah pirates do lose seven to four today it wasn't pretty but i think we it's fair to say that it turned out much better than anticipated based off of the first two innings yeah right so tomorrow, the Pirates do play at 
Tyler's, I'm sorry, Tyler, Jim's favorite father's son is playing. He's going to start off. He's pitching. Tyler Beatty takes the mound. Yes. Against Cal Gibson. So I like Tyler Beatty. That's what's weird about this whole thing. But go on. That that's all. It's just yeah. It's 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 Gibson gang. Kyle Gibson versus Tyler Beatty tomorrow. Um, you like Tyler Beatty as a reliever. Oh, oh, I'm more with you. Yeah. Certainly a reliever. Like, he shouldn't be in the rotation, but he is. Uh, and I'm still not. And I wouldn't like Tyler him. Beatty. I just like okay. don't. I don't hate him. That's probably the best way to put it. Because I don't hate him either. Yeah. He's he's not playing. He's not pitching terrible. No. But. He's also ever since they just won, not ever good. since they put him in the rotation, he's been terrible. Yeah. Well, he's not a starter. No. We know that. Right. So, anyways, yeah. So Tyler Beatty goes against Kyle Gibson. We'll see what happens. But the Pirates are 47 and 78. They've lost six in a row. Not pretty. Are they going to catch the Nationals? What do you think? What I think is, it's sad that you phrase it. Are they going to catch the Nationals? Because that's where we're at now, you know. And I feel like that's where Charrington wants to be. <laughs> they're, they're five and a half games ahead of the Nationals right now, ahead or behind. Uh, I guess it's how you look at oh, it, right? Ahead, yeah. Um, but like they are just reeling bad. Like, I. Like when they win a game, it's impressive. It's not. I mean, think of it. the offense is mostly just anemic. It's just doesn't exist, right? Yeah. And let's go. I know there was some chatter. I felt like the past few days about the Pirates bullpen and how good it is. Whatever. Now, also Holderman's on the IL. He won the IL, so he's out. But regardless of that, just like how the bullpen can be good and such, and like I put out there, like the thing is, it starts with an actual rotation. Yeah. You talk about BD, right? Like, here's the thing. If you don't have a bullpen day two-fifths of the time, maybe you could have a good bullpen. But tomorrow we know the bullpen's probably going to be used. Today it had to be. And now Zach Thompson, like, he he started, but now he's in the bull. Like, yeah. Can we talk about that too? Like, what is Zach Thompson? Is he a starter or a reliever now? Because he's done both, I feel like, in the past week. He's come in for relief twice. He's been a starter once. I don't know. <laughs> was this like a pseudo I, I, start <laughs> i don't think they really have a plan like well there you go they have 26 guys on the roster and they just like use them however they feel like it i guess starter and reliever is just it's non-defined they're all every single player is a multi-inning pitcher it's just every when those multi-innings are going to be used every position player is a multi-position player they have like 95% lefty hitters. Um, they have no first baseman on their roster. So there's, yeah, it's just. It's a hodgepodge of that. There's no first baseman on the roster. And right. there are like no right-handed hitters. No. No. Okay. You're making me sad again. But yes. So again, like that's, that's the big thing. It kind of starts having like an actual rotation. Today was a big bullpen day, which theoretically was Zach Thompson who took the bulk of it. So you can call that for whoever it is. But then tomorrow's going to be Tyler Beatty. I don't know how long he's going to last. So I'm anticipating a lot of bullpen. Um, and there you go. 
Like so now the bullpen's wrecked for the next start. And yeah. The good news is when the pirates are on the road, they only have to pitch eight innings. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> unfortunately, well no, fortunately, yeah, tomorrow yeah. they're on the road again. So yeah. There's that. All right. Well then let's get out of here. We're done talking. It's been forty freaking four minutes. Yeah, we've talked a long time. Well, I haven't been on in a while, so you know I need right. to I need Tyler though, he, like I I got to play Fortnite with Tyler. So let's get out of here. All right. All right. So we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for watching. Tune in tomorrow after the game. Talk about the seventh loss in a row. Bye-bye. See you guys.